Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast, Let's Talk It Out. This is your host, Ileana Urquilla. And today we have a beautiful guest with us, Suleika Soler. She was former Miss El Salvador 2019, and she was also in Telemundo's El Domo del Dinero, and now she is a weather anchor. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for having accepted my invitation. Hi, Diana. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be a part of your show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad to have you here. So let's talk it out and tell us a little bit about yourself, where you were born, and uh, your background. Yeah. So like many, like you just mentioned, most people, oh, I'm sorry, my headphones just connected. One second. Sorry. That's fine. So yeah, like you just mentioned, most people know me as Miss El Salvador. Um, I've been doing pageants since I was 15. So that's really where most of my recognition came from, but I was born in New Jersey from Salvadorian mother and Puerto Rican father. Um, and I basically um, started, I joined an organization in New Jersey that is a Salvadorian organization where we do like bailes folkloricos, bailes típicos, and through that organization they did, they invented this pageant that was called Mesa El Salvador de New Jersey. It was a really small pageant, but it was kind of my in in the pageant world. It was not something that as a little girl I thought I would do. I was really I was a tomboy actually. I was very sporty. I didn't wear makeup. I was much of a wow. tomboy and actually yeah. I, I I never would thought that at fifteen I would be competing in a beauty pageant. Really? Wow. I would have never guessed. <laughs> Yeah, so I played basketball. I even dressed like a boy. Like if I showed you pictures of how I looked um, when I was little, you know, you wouldn't think that I went into the beauty pageant world at, at the age of 15. Exactly. Um, so what got you into beauty pageant? So it was through so that organization that since I was a part of that um like group of bailes like from, from El Salvador, but in New Jersey, that organization started the beauty pageant and one of the, the girls that was the coach of it um, just kind of told me like, hey, they're going to be doing the audition soon. If you're interested, you should do it. And, you know, because a lot of people were kind of, you know, I guess trying to encourage me to do it. I was like, all right, let me let me give it a try. Let's see what it's about. And I actually won. And that was wow. That was 2010. So really, really long time ago. <laughs> wow. But that's kind of where it all started. And then crazy enough too like every year after that I competed in some sort of beauty pageant um then the following year was like Miss Hispanidad de New Jersey and then the following year was like Miss Reina Hispanidad but always representing El Salvador so I would say like by the time I was 15 that's when I really started diving deep into the beauty world and you know watching Miss Universe, Nuestra Vesa Latina and all these um, queens that I admired since then. And then that's where my dream for being Miss Universe kind of started. Wow. So how how did you get into Miss El Salvador? Well, so when I started competing, like for my first couple years in like local pageants, I realized when I would watch Miss Universe every year that I was always upset because I never ever saw El Salvador being called in Miss Universe and you never saw much about not only El Salvador but just the Central American communities and you would always see the same countries being showcased every year 
So I think um, for me, and especially being half Puerto Rican and half Salvadorian, I always, from like a young age, telling people, oh, I'm half this, half this. Most people always knew so much about Puerto Rico, but nothing about Salvador. And as someone who grew up with a single mother and my grandma and the mostly my Salvadorian family, it was upsetting to me. So as a little girl, I knew that getting into Miss Universe, I wanted to make a statement. I wanted everyone to see how amazing El Salvador was. And even my own family, like, of course, I've been to El Salvador many times. I had visited. I have family there. But even when I went to move there to go compete for Miss El Salvador, my own family, like uncles, my dad, even my mom was telling me, like, are you crazy? Like, what are you, you going to do there? You're going to be like, alone? And because my family's from La Union, so it's really far from the city. So they were just concerned about, of course, back in, you know, when I competed at least, 2018, it was still considered, like, dangerous to go to El Salvador. Or at least, like, people still had this perception that it was dangerous. But when I went, you know, that's when everything kind of was starting to change because Nayib Bukele was elected president my year. So, I don't know. I just kind of always knew what strength El Salvador had. And I think that just goal of me wanting everyone to know, like, no, this is not a bad country. Like, there's so much beauty to it. There's so much amazing food and culture and just that alone was kind of like my purpose to get to Miss Universe. Exactly. So how did it feel to represent El Salvador? It was amazing. I mean, I've been representing El Salvador in every pageant I've done since I was 15. And, you know, when I competed in El Salvador, I was 24. So that was like, you know, 10 years later, completing my dream to finally wear El Salvador and represent El Salvador in Miss Universe. It was like, it was a surreal, it was surreal. Like, you know, even sometimes I still think back and it was just like, I think back like that, like almost like what happened was still, is still a dream. Like it didn't happen, but um, it was amazing. It's, 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 it's the, the way that people like appreciate and love and support you and, and how happy and prideful Salvadorians are, I think was the, like the best part about the experience. So how was your experience going to El Salvador? How, how did they receive you? Like, were you happy being there? Yeah, I was happy being there. I had a lot of support. I, I do, like, my year, um, a lot of people supported me. I think, um, you know, I was kind of this new girl in El Salvador that most people didn't know about. So then out of nowhere, they're like, who's this chick? Where'd she come from? <laughs> But um, I had uh, surprisingly, I had a lot of support. I did have like some, you know, no, nobody's perfect. Not everybody's going to love you. But, right. you know, if there even was anything negative, which again, I had, like I, I think I had more positive than negative. It was that people were saying that I wasn't born there or that um, I don't have, you know, the Salvadorian accent or, um, you know, that I'm not fully Salvadorian. So just things like that was the only kind of challenge I dealt with in terms of like people supporting me. Right. But I expected that going in there. So I, I kind of knew that was going to happen. Right. And I'm sure like, you know, being born here in the U.S. and having two different backgrounds, um, that's a little bit hard, you know, sometimes and people say things that they shouldn't sometimes. So, yeah, exactly. So, being in a pageant, how how did it feel for you? Like, I know there's moments 
um, I'm sure, where you might have held negative perceptions about your self-image. Did you have any of those moments? Yeah, I think, um, uh, I think throughout, like, pageantry in itself, not only in Miss Universe, it did heighten more, obviously, when I did go and compete for Miss Universe. But I've always kind of been, I don't think I've even ever said this, like, but I've always kind of been back and forth, uh, like, bulimic, where, like, when I'm competing for a pageant, if I'm not at the ideal goal for myself, where I want to be, uh, I would let, like, kind of the pressure get to me, and I would start kind of, um, you know, eating less, or or if I wanted to, it was just a very unhealthy diet where... I would basically eat and then go throw it up right after when nobody was watching and my mom wouldn't know and nobody would know. And I kind of did that, started doing that through pageantry. And I told myself so many times when I become Miss El Salvador and I go to Miss Universe that I won't do it. But after I became Miss El Salvador, just the pressure of, of like everyone telling you how you should look and where you should be at, it gets Get, at least for me, I wasn't strong enough to mentally like go through that. So I was still doing it for Miss Universe, unfortunately, because I did gain weight um, from when I was crowned as Miss El Salvador to when I went to Miss Universe. So I knew that like a month before that I still had a lot of work to do. So that was kind of when I started getting back into it. So that's how you know my mind wasn't right for Miss Universe. So were you able to overcome it? I was, um, yeah, so since I competed in 2019, uh, Miss Universe was in, like, November of 2019, mm-hmm. and that's when the pan- the pandemic started. Yes. So after after that, when I came back home, like, to Jersey home, and we were kind of just locked in, nothing to do, I did kind of go through, like, a depressive state of, like, not only did the title kind of just stop and my life stopped in that sense, mm-hmm. but then now it's a pandemic and... I just kind of felt like lost, like, okay, what's the next step? But in terms of like going through that, like bulimic stuff again, I just from that moment after Miss Universe, I just stopped because I didn't have really a reason to be as fit anymore, even though normally I am naturally someone that likes to stay fit. But for Miss Universe and for beauty pageants, it's it's at another level. And I just couldn't, couldn't. I wasn't mentally strong enough for that. It was such a hard time, not only for like my eating habits, but in general, like I was just always depressed, constantly being away from home, people consistently telling you um, what you should wear, how you should dress. And, and I didn't know that going into it, but I was kind of just trying to please everyone because I wanted to do a good job. So anytime anyone gave me any advice, you know, you shouldn't wear your hair like that, I would read into it so hard and I would probably wear my hair the, the way that most people want it. Or, you know, some there were times that I was sitting at a table with, you know, people like uh, either trainers, sponsors, or like people from our organization that we would be ordering lunch or something and they would order for me because I couldn't, you know, because obviously I was gaining weight or they probably noted that and they would say, oh, okay, like literally one time someone was like, let's get a salmon for her. How do you cook the salmon? And then the guy was like, oh, we cook it with blah, blah, blah. He was like, yeah, no salt on that and no butter and no oil. Just grill plain salmon. And I was like, 
oh my god this is so rude like i'm not even a person you're not even asking me what i want right so they would just tell you what you're eating and that's it pretty much and it, it was consistently like that um on many occasions you know people told me they're just constantly pinpointing every little thing that you have physically and just how you can be better and that's just something you hear every single day and and it just kind of for Miss Universe it just spiraled even more like it was so intense so would you say that this was probably like one of the I mean this definitely a challenge that you had to face through the beauty pageant yeah absolutely for me definitely um and it was kind of overnight too like after you get crowned for a pageant that big you know then you have your you know your social media blowing up everywhere people in your comments people wanting to if you don't post for more than like three hours god forbid it's like you're not doing a good job or you're not showing anybody what you're doing so there's that constant pressure of like even when i wanted even when i was not on social media for a day or two and i wanted to relax i didn't feel like i was relaxing because i wasn't updating anybody so yeah it's just it's just and it sounds very negative like i personally had a negative experience but there's a good side to it too you know, fulfilling my dream. Right, exactly. So you felt pressured because you had to do social media. You had to work on your, you know, you know your self-image. So that that must have been a lot, a lot of um, pressure for you. Yeah, I think that was the biggest thing, just the pressure from everyone and me just wanting to please everyone and make sure that I did a good job. Right. So having go or having gone through all these things, what do you say or what do you perceive as beautiful now, as a beautiful woman? I think um, having gone through all that, I think beautiful is someone that's smart, someone that's knowledgeable, um, and someone that treats people kindly and in a genuine way, you know, um, without looking at physical attributes. Um, yeah, I think that's like, that's the most beautiful thing absolutely like knowledge is power and um you know physical attributes really mean nothing when you're not a good person right exactly completely agree so on the positive side did you make any friends in miss el salvador yeah so that's that's a good thing like in miss el salvador and in miss universe and and just everybody like beauty pageant it's a community where like you know, people mostly have like this uh, like perception that beauty pageants are catty or like we hate each other, we're competition. <laughs> but it's not like that. You make genuine friendships that I still have till this day from multiple beauty pageants that I've done. Um, there's at least that one or two two girls that you click with and you still see them. And then you have friends from all over, right. whether it's a like a national pageant or international, you know, you you make friends for a lifetime. I have a friend from Miss Universe that I still talk to. I mean, I have multiple friends from Miss Universe that if I go to their country, I know, you know, I'll I'll have a, I'll be taken care of. Yeah. And um, same with El Salvador. You know, I know if I whenever I go back for vacation to El Salvador, if I want to see any of the girls, you know, that's that's always something that I know is there. So that's wow. that's definitely I think the best part about beauty pageants is the connections you make with other girls. And just because we understand each other more than anybody else, we know why we put ourselves through what we put our th ourselves through. Right, exactly. So 
what are some positive things that you learned overall being in beauty pageants? I think the most positive thing is, um, oh, that's a hard question. <laughs> I, I make it seem like it's been such a negative experience, but I think um, it always kept me on my toes. Uh, I was someone that was very shy and I still am. Sometimes I'm very timid until I warm up uh, to people, but I would like fail some classes in college because I didn't want to do the speech. I was so nervous about public speaking. I was so nervous about even speaking in front of more than two people. What? So I think, yeah. So I think beauty pageants kind of helped me get out of that a little bit. And mm -hmm. I think if it wasn't for beauty pageants, I wouldn't have so much growth that I have now where I can say like, okay, I, yes, I, I still get nervous. You never really fully get used to it. But right. now I know how to handle it better. Now, I, you know, I literally work in TV now, too. So, right. Exactly. It's, it's helped me get to where I'm at now. There's no way that without beauty pageants uh, that I would be where I'm at now. I, I couldn't see that. It really has helped me, you know, become a better public speaker. Yeah. And gain that confidence. Exactly. Wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so do you feel that you have fulfilled all of your goals or is, that, is there anything that you still want to do? Or fulfill? Yeah, it, it's crazy because like my biggest dream after Miss Universe was the job that I have now. And, um, you know, I, I'm only a month into this job. And it's like another one of those like surreal moments. Like, you know, I can't believe like I've been thinking about this moment for so long and working yeah. towards it. And like, I finally have it like here it is. And um, this was really like the biggest thing for me. And now I have it. But I think now I'm looking more towards getting better at my job um, and then essentially just, you know, settling down, having a family, having, a, you know, a nice house. Those are kind of my next goals. And um, I, I've been thinking too lately about like opening an, an online boutique store or something like that, something around, along those lines. So that might be like my next tackle goal. Oh, that's awesome. So what is it like be, being a weather anchor? I'm sure it's uh, a lot of things and a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Uh, I guess it depends to where you work, like depending on the weather of what, you know, what area you're covering. At least for here in South Texas, the heat here is no joke. Um, so lately it's been covering like the same thing almost every day like you know we're, we're on a heat warning or heat advisories stay cool stay stay hydrated so i think my challenge right now is because the weather is almost the same here every single day is kind of coming up with creative ways to tell the same story right exactly have you had any hurricanes yet or no we didn't have a hurricane but a few weeks ago we had a, a tropical storm yeah. So that was my first time covering a tropical system of any sort. Um, and it was only my second week on air. So it was like a lot going on for me. Yeah, it was it was just too much thrown at once. <laughs> but sometimes you have to rip the bandaid off. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, luckily, it didn't do any major damage or anything like that. It was just a tropical storm, which is uh, a step before a it becomes a hurricane. So it's still an intense storm, but not a hurricane. Right. And uh, I'm sure that being a weather anchor, um, 
like you said, you have to work a lot. And um, like, what is one of like the most like drastic things or, or whether, uh, you know, stuff that has happened or if you had any yet? Um, I th I would say this was really my my most drastic. I've you know I've never covered a tropical system before, so I wanted to make sure that the message I was giving to viewers was what they needed to hear. Like how how bad is your area going to be affected? You know how bad is this storm? Where is the eye of the storm? You know how much rain are we going to get from it? So I wanted to make sure that I was conveying that right and not scaring people too much, but also letting them know to be to be careful because it was it was pretty bad. Um, but I, I, I would say that because I'm only like one month into it, but before here I did work at Fox weather. Um, I wasn't on air, but, um, we, I do have experience covering like tornadoes, um, and other hurricanes, but just not me being the one to send the message. Right. Okay. So you haven't had the experience of actually going out yet into the storm. No, I know. I was, I was actually hoping to do that this time. I know it sounds crazy, but there's some sort of thrill to it. But I'm looking forward to eventually in my career to, to do that. I really want to. Yeah, luckily you're not in Florida because we get those a lot here. I know. Yeah. Are you okay? Because you're in Tampa, right? How? Yeah, the eye of the storm passed right by you guys. Yeah, it did. But uh, luckily we didn't feel a lot it was just like water and then the next day it was gone so like storm surge yeah yeah exactly that's crazy what's one of the best experiences you've had in your career uh like in weather or sure. overall you know I've been working since I was 16 and I think I've done just about everything I worked at a pizzeria I worked in fast food I worked in retail, and then I worked in the car business. Um, damn, I've, I've done so many different jobs. Um, and then as a production assistant, I worked on the desk for uh, CBS News. So I feel like I've done, like I've put, put my foot into everything that I can possibly do. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that's giving me, given me like a lot of strength as a worker like I'm a hard worker I can you know I don't know I think the experience just makes me a better employee overall and it's given me like all the best qualities for me personally um in any working field I feel like I can adapt to anything that I do and then aside from that even like just the beauty pageant world and, and modeling and when I used to you know do like side gigs and stuff like I've always been someone that has so many things that I'm doing at once yeah and um everything and it's not good I don't I know it's not good but like I just I don't know it's almost like I can't stay still in my life but <laughs> I've always done it like so many things at once but it makes you a better person at least for me personally exactly yeah it, it makes you gain experience mm -hmm. yeah so I see that you were in the show El Domo del Dinero. How was your experience in that show? It was really fun. It was so when I got that call to go in the show, it was it's not like something that's set up. It's not like they give you months in advance or a week in advance. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually working and they just kind of reached out and said, hey, we want to know if you can come on the show as a guest. Um, because they were doing like a celebrity 
they like every week they had like three celebrities join the show and just compete so I had to make the decision within like two hours if I was going to fly to Miami and be on the show for like a week. Wow. Yeah. So it was it was a lot at once. But I was like, oh, it's fun, you know, like a show where um, it's for a good cause and they do all these fun obstacles. And I think I'm pretty athletic. I don't know if I can do all the crazy <laughs> stuff, but I can try. So, yeah, I just did it. And, and it was so much fun. And I met so many great people on that show too it was a short time too only a week but it was such a great experience and I'm glad that I said yes wow that's awesome Mm -hmm. so do you have any uh beauty secrets like any skincare routines or anything that you do for yourself um I just so it's crazy I don't really like most people ask me about my hair because my hair was really, really long and really yeah. thick. And they always ask me, there, how is it so shiny? Like, what do you do to it? And I genuinely, like, I always tell everyone, like, I really don't do anything special. I promise you, like, since I was little, I've always had long hair. But I think, like, the biggest secret is, like, not to apply too much heat to it. Because I don't, you know, I what I usually do is I wash my hair and I let it air dry and I let it be. And I only wash it, like, once a week. And I think that's that's what helps personally, um, because my hair, I, I cut it. And then two weeks later, you see it growing back. It grows so fast. It's scary. But <laughs> now that I'm in weather and I'm on TV, I'm having to do my hair more, like obviously for yeah. presentation wise. So I'm kind of nervous that this little thing I have going on is going to end soon. Um, any Any specific like shampoo or like conditions so so simple so my issue with my hair is that it's it's always flat so i literally just use tresme volume um shampoo and conditioner as long as it's like volume in it um i'll buy it but i usually go with tresme because i like the the way it leaves my hair like with volume on it and then something i recently started doing and it could be because i'm almost i'll be 30 next year and i'm like i'm starting to see these little things but <laughs> you're still wrong I, i'm 31 so it's okay we're so young we're so young we're so young <laughs> no we're good 30s and 20s i'm ready to get into that era but next year <laughs> but i started doing like a face uh, have you ever heard of like face rolling like where you um i you put the roller um in the freezer for it to be like ice cold yeah. and after you do your face washing and moisturizing routine then you just roll that around your face, like, and down your neck. Apparently, that's supposed to help with, like, you know, firming your face and, like, eye puffiness and stuff. So I've just started doing that. It does uh, help. I was actually a, a skincare uh, specialist. So, yeah. Oh, my that- God. You could get yeah. me some tips. Yeah, I will. <laughs> and I started doing also, like, the gold, these gold under eye masks mm-hmm. for da- for days that I feel like... um like my eyes just look a little heavy i don't have that it was perfect yeah but it helps i think yeah it does it does um anything that's cold yeah it really helps with like inflammation in your face or anything like that so yep yeah definitely yeah Yeah, so that's what i've been doing but yeah other than that like no other beauty secrets really that's so um 
Do you have any special diets or any workout routines? So I like running. So I, I do run a lot. But ever since I started my new job, I haven't been consistent with it. Um, but in terms of dieting, I, I would say I kind of eat whatever I want. But I do intermittent fasting so that I can maintain myself. So I only eat from 12 to 8 during the week. And then on weekends, I'll try to stick to it. But if I don't, it's no big deal because I'm just maintaining myself. Um, Is it hard though, fasting? I've um, tried it. It's hard. At, yeah, at first it's hard, I think. Like when you're when you're not, when you haven't been doing it and then you try to go back to it, that's when it's hard. But once you're like two weeks in, you get used to it. And you won't feel as hungry when you wake up. I get, And it also depends on your schedule, too. You want to make sure you pick hours that kind of help your schedule mm -hmm. out. Um, so that, that's just what works for me. And because I'm not good with, like, dieting so clean because I love carbs, okay. um, I, I will do that. I'll 12 to 8, and then I'll try to eat my carbs a little earlier. But if I don't, it's not a big deal. Um, but if I'm like competition, like trying to cut down, I do the intermittent fasting religiously. I don't even take breaks on weekends. Um, I won't drink alcohol. And if I do, it'll just be one glass of bread. Mm -hmm. And there and with that, then I will try to be a little healthier, like not as much carbs and add a little more protein and veggies to my diet. But right now I'm not I'm not dieting, just doing intermittent fasting to maintain myself. So you can eat anything you want, which is great. Yes, basically I do. But yeah. you're still working out. But I'm still working out. Yeah, like, but not as much as before. Um, unfortunately, like literally, like two, three times max, if anything. But honestly, right now I'm down to two days a week, so not as much as I'd like. Yeah, <laughs> I still look great. So thank you. I I try. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I try to maintain myself. So as long as I, you know, once I see myself like. Okay, um, I think you're gaining some weight, like, and I just, you know, you have that feeling, like, where you feel sluggish, you're, you're yeah, more bloated than usual. Yeah. That's when I start, like, crunching it down. And I do, like, little changes, too, like, um, like, my coffee. I'm a big coffee drinker, so I'll just drink my coffee black instead of with milk and a little bit of sugar. Um, you know, have my carbs earlier or, you know, just little things that, and, and luckily I think this helps is that I don't have a sweet tooth. So I can say, I can say no to cookies. I can say no to cake on a, on a regular, even when I'm not dieting or fasting. Oh, lucky you. Yeah. Um, I'm the opposite. When it comes to that. <laughs> yeah. Most people are, most people love sweets. Like everyone I know loves sweets. The only sweets I can't say no to and is, is ice cream, and it can't be too sweet. <laughs> so okay. it depends. That's good. That's good. What kind of coffee? Any coffee? Um, or, uh, honestly, girl, any coffee. Like, uh, except for, like, like the those K-cup machine type of coffee. Like, I'll have it, but I just don't think it's as good or as strong. I like my coffee strong. Right now, at home, I have Cafe Ucelo. Salvadorian coffee is really good. Yep. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, any kind of coffee, as long as it's really strong. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So, uh, any advice uh, that you can um, give to anyone who's trying to uh, love themselves? 
trying to love themselves. What helps me is um, I do aff- like uh, affirmations, like a confidence affirmations. There's actually a lot of them on YouTube. You can look up easily, like there'll be so many and it will pertain to what you specifically want to work on to love yourself or just generally. And there's one that I l- I've actually recently started listening to because I've been being so hard on myself. And I'll listen to that either like before bed or driving to work and that kind of just helps me get through like my work day yeah and then it really helps because you're like constantly telling yourself these things like um like the affirmations are really great like it'll say today i am going to i don't know believe in myself today i am you know i will be the best that i can be there's so many different ones but that helps me um reading like motivational books helps me uh listening i don't know if you have a good relationship with god but praying to god and asking him for strength to help me see the strength in myself yeah that helps too um because i do still battle with with that you know i still battle with my self-esteem i still am the i'm so hard on myself it's insane um and then and i feel like you know I should be better but I I think doing those things meditation affirmations talking to God praying to God and falling on your support system for me my best friend is my sister and my boyfriend and anytime I'm down like talking to them for like two minutes just kind of reminds me of who I am right exactly and I'm sure like surrounding yourself with like positive people um who like you said you know your support system we're gonna be there for you oh yes yes absolutely mm-hmm. so um any advice to any young girls or women on beauty standards yeah i think the most like you it's kind of like that question you asked me like what i think you know is the most beautiful thing i think knowledge and is the most powerful thing you can have doesn't matter how beautiful you look if, if you if you can't explain yourself if you don't have knowledge about certain topics if, if you're not a good person um try to live up to those beauty standards not the physical ones the internal ones are way more powerful yeah your personality goes such a long way and there's nothing more like inspiring than someone who's smart and that you can learn from and then that you can just like leave after you spoke to that person and be like, wow, I learned so much from that person. Wow, they were so inspiring, you know, and that's kind of the effect that you want to have on people. So that's my um, that's my advice for beauty standards. Exactly. I completely agree. It's uh, mm-hmm. like you said, surrounding yourself with positive people, having that support system. Yes. Uh, you know, beauty is really in the inside as well. Um, yes. On the outside. Yeah. So, Suleika, I absolutely loved having you on my podcast. Thank you so much for having Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, I was happy to be a part of your podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening to my podcast. Let's talk it out. This is your host, Ileana Orquilla. Have a great day.